It's time to get all set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics with your hosts, Scott Williams and Jeff Trailer. When I hear the coffee brewing, I think, what the heck we doing? Because I got barely any sleep last night. As the diaper bag I pack with hot wheels, dollies, and some snacks, I say, oh, pray there'll be a seat in the cry room this time. It's all right, because I'm all set for Sunday. It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for Sunday Hey everybody, welcome to All Set for Sunday. My name is Scott Williams. Uh, my co-host is Jeff Trailer. Hey Jeff. Hello Scott. How's it going bud? Oh, pretty good. <laughs> Alright, that's all I got in me. Oh, welcome to All Set for Sunday, everyone. Hey, where are we? Uh, I feel like I'm, I've gone back in time. We have talked for a long time about going on the road with the podcast, doing it live. I think we did one live recording on Father Peter's patio um, during COVID, maybe. Yep. Um, and we are officially doing our second on Scott and Jeff on the road podcast. I got real inspired by Taylor Swift and said we should go on tour. <laughs> is that what you did? But she's very inspirational. Not yes. one person chose to buy tickets to our tour. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we are at Bishop Simon Brute House of Formation and Seminary on uh, in the beautiful Carmelite former Carmelite monastery here on the west side of Indianapolis. And it literally looks like a castle. We're in a castle. Yeah, That's because what's it most is important. a castle. It, yeah, we it are. has a secret passageway in the library. Although it's probably not so secret now that I just told you it was in the library. And cut, and we're starting over. Thousands okay. and thousands of listeners now know about it. Hey, Father Andy, how are you? I'm grand. We're joined, or we're here with Father Andy Seiberg, uh, organizer of priests doing things at. What is your actual is, title again? <laughs> should we look that's, it up? That's actually gone now. Oh. oh. What is your official title now? Uh, Vice Director and Sacramental Assistance at Francis Sinclair. Mm. In, in residence here? In residence here. Vice Rector of Bishop Simon Brute, mm -hmm. House of Formation. Okay, so we're sitting in the House of Formation, but Bishop Simon Brute College Seminary is associated with Marion University? Or what's the relationship between Marion University and Bi Bishop Simon Brute College Seminary? I mean, that's just, that's where they go. That's their college. That's part of their intellectual formation. So, mm -hmm. uh, and we wouldn't say that we're a House of Formation, that we're just a oh. seminary. Got Just it. a seminary. But didn't it start as a house of formation? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I feel like that's not true. I feel like that's something you do before you go to seminary. Mm. House of formation is what is just being, you know, that's home. Where you grow up, where you're a kid. That's a house of formation. Disagree. That'll, pr no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's talk about something. Which it also, I think, is going to not only, we're in a castle, but it sounds like we're recording in a cave, so. We kind of are. Yeah. It's very echoey. We'll see. That's Maybe right. nobody will hear it, and I'll just sound like a dummy. But we are surrounded by some beautiful pieces of art. If you don't like the echoes, put it in the show notes. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> Drop a comment. Drop a comment in the show notes. Never come to Brute again. That's not how show notes work. No. I don't think other people. <laughs> just like you don't put things in the show notes, other people also cannot put th things in the show notes. All right. Well, Anyways, this is fun. Thanks for having us. It is. Thanks for hosting us, Father Andy. The, there were some seminarians here with us earlier. Jeff brought donuts for the uh, the live studio and audience. I did. And then they brought, all went to I go eat the donuts. six dozen donuts, and then Father Andy kicked them all out. I did. 
But I also thought it would be a good day for us to practice coffee and donuts. If they're going to be priests, yep. they should learn They should learn the key pieces of evangelization. We do get a lot of donuts around here. Yeah? Good. Just randomly drop by? No, we'll buy them. Yeah. Especially if it was like a big day. Like for Sunday, Christ the King, we're getting mm-hmm. donuts well, because it's a special day. Praise God. But this is also a special day. Yeah, also in, in-person podcasts. In-person uh, podcasts are donut-worthy you know events. There you go. All right. Two in a drill. All right. What do you say? I say it's the first Sunday of Advent. Let's light it up. <laughs> Was that just right off the cuff, or have you been thinking about that for a little right while? Right here. Right on the cuff? Yep. Oh, That's the that cuff. That was good. First Sunday of Advent. Light your candles, folks. It's time to party. Mm-hmm. Um, and by party, I mean don't party. I mean put our heads down and prepare. So uh, our first reading comes from Isaiah chapter 2. So... Isaiah is talking about like the in and out of things with God here. What he's saying is like, first, let's establish that God's fortress is on the highest mountain. All nations should stream toward it. Everyone come there. Everyone should be climbing to see the Lord, to be with him in the house of Jacob, to walk that way. And then from this Zion, let's go forth. Everybody heads back out. We go out. um, We judge between nations, impose terms turn their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. We go out and form them and guide them and and, and form them in what we've learned about Christ after we come to his his kingdom there. So pretty clear instructions from Isaiah. Um, Sorry. When we come into your kingdom? Yeah. I see what you're saying there. But we're not at Jesus yet. Not yet? Okay. Um, The responsorial psalm, I'm a little sad we don't have any seminarians because I thought somebody might sing it for us, but we've for sure got a banger this week. Uh, let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because somewhere, somebody this weekend is going to be belting out. I rejoice when I hear them say. There's some good acoustics in here. Maybe not for my voice, but it is good acoustically. There are echoes, yes. <laughs> Acoustics echoes. Yeah, Yeah. basically the same (laughs) thing. I'm glad we're on the same page. Good. Um, The second reading comes from Romans. Um, In 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 the letter to the Romans, we're being reminded here that salvation is a little nearer than we thought. Um, This idea of like way down the road and never ever land that will never happen. Of salvation, the end of time is close. The night is advanced. The day is at hand. We have it's approaching. So we need to prepare ourselves, not be promiscuous, not in drunkenness, which was a stuff, tough reminder for me to hear. But, um, but more so that we should be ignoring the, the desires of the flesh, focusing. Also, also not orgies. Don't leave that out. I, I wasn't going to bring it up on the podcast. You know, it's right there and, in the scripture. All right. It does say orgies in the scripture. It does. So Someone has to say orgies on Sundays. <laughs> Promiscuity, lust, rivalry, jealousy. It's all you, there. Yeah. Do you carefully choose that reader who has to get up there? And I don't think you do. Mm. I don't think that anybody thinks about that. I don't know, man. Maybe we should be. Maybe that's what's broken. All right. And then we have our gospel reading. Uh, our gospel reading comes from Matthew 24, 37 to 44. Jeez, <laughs> did you clear your throat so I could read the gospel? Sorry. I, I, I went all fair to do it. <laughs> Jesus said to his disciples, as it was the days of Noah, so, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. 
In those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one will be left. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour of night that the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too you, will, you also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. Awesome. Good job, Jeff. Thanks for that. Was was that me being a disaster? Or a no, that drop? was that was the Son of Man coming. That was like the Son of Man coming. Is that your homily? Pretty. Much. Please tell me you're gonna start your homily by making that noise. Maybe. That would be great. Maybe. I was full of it last weekend, so. <laughs> yeah. I was a lot of juice, a lot of energy last weekend. Yeah, Spicy. I like you always bring the juice, Father. I like the juice. What juice are you bringing this weekend? Well, I love the, uh, as he was doing the, the quick rundown for the first reading, I was like, mm, it's Isaiah like basically just described mass. Mm-hmm. Like go up the mountain. What do we call the Eucharist? The source and summit. <laughs> and then you go out and then you just like, let's <laughs> like inform the world. So obviously the mass is that important. And it is. The second reading, yeah, and then that's when we get into the second reading, the gospel, and uh, this idea of salvation. I love it because Advent is the beginning of the liturgical year. It's like, oh, Jesus is coming. This is so lovely and beautiful, and right out of the gate, we're just like, mm, just so you remember, there will be death, there will be judgment in heaven and hell and all these sorts of things, and it's just, it's good for us to be reminded of that, even though it's kind of, I think sometimes uneasy for people to think about that, but... You know, like, I don't know what you're going to say. You know, you're going to die someday, and you're going to stand before the throne, and all your bull crap is just going to be burned away, and it's going to be you and Jesus, and it's going to be like, I, I, this is what I did with myself. This is what I made of myself. You know, this is all the grace I rejected. And then, and then the gospel is telling us, like, so be ready, because you might be the one who disappears, or you might be standing there still. And I love the image, like, someone's just like, like in the days of Noah, just like going to work, it's like, boy, it's been raining for a long time. <laughs> and then this big wave comes. Ah, raspberries. I'm dead. Raspberries. I'm dead. <laughs> it's over. There's a great Simpsons where Bart is, he has this like religious pop-up book. And he, there's a scene from Noah and Bart is pretending he's, he's like, Noah, save us. And then he starts pulling the thing that makes the wave come up. And he's like, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. It's so awesome. Yeah, not only are you sitting there and the wave comes and sweeps you away, but in that moment, you have to admit to yourself that the guy who built the giant boat and put animals on it was right. Yeah, that crazy guy <laughs> was right. Yeah. That crazy Jesus, it turns out he was right. That crazy priest at uh, St. Francis and Clare, turns out he was right. I'll be dogged. Why would you say that about Father Steve? Ooh, I see what you did there. I'm talking about me. I'm the crazy priest. The- I, I do believe that. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, this is what I'm talking about this weekend. Well, actually, I'm not. 
talking about that this weekend because that's not this weekend. That's two weeks from now. It is, don't. I know. I, don't, I, I just, I just shattered the illusion. Don't pull back the yeah. curtain. <laughs> we can't let people know that we record these things ahead of time. Uh, this is actually uh, Saturday night before uh, <laughs> the first Sunday of Advent. Even though you're listening to it on a Tuesday. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Coming to you from the future. You've time traveled. Um, so, obviously, we, we head into this first week of Advent, and we've talked a little bit on the show the last couple of weeks about this idea that, like, Advent, Advent somehow always, like, takes a backseat to, like, like, the way we treat Lent and the way we approach Lent and our preparation and everything. Advent just becomes, I think, forgotten, even though we're supposed to be doing the same le- the same sort of preparation. So in some ways, we come off Christ the King, and then Advent just, like, sneaks up on us. All of a sudden, we're lighting candles, and we're thinking, where's my wreath? I don't even know if I have one right now, and I've got to cut out a little piece of paper that looks like a flame, and, like, what am I going to do? So You speak like you're talking from experience. I, I'm this, is wild, hypo- this is wildly specific. <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically, this may be something that happens to me every single year. So since... You've already revealed that we're we are recording this a little bit ahead of time, and I can actually prepare myself to prepare myself. Yes, yes. Um, what would be, what what do you got for me? What what are your recommendations, your suggestions? Um, what kind of juice are you bringing to preparing for Advent? Preparing for Advent, or for the first week of Advent as we head into it here. This would be. I mean, this is like a, this is like a personal thing, but I would try to do as much. Radio technology silence, yeah, as you can get. <laughs> Not uh, podcast. Boy, that's though. like a yeah. wild. Di- that's why I had you move your mic. out in podcast land. He mo- had me move my mic, and now that it's coming, it's so clear. Yeah. So, other than listening to podcasts, people should go silent. On I would kind of go radio silent, um, but not podcasts about Sunday silent. Like in the vein of Zachariah, like what happened to him? Like he just he couldn't speak. Now there was multiple reasons why he couldn't speak, but. Like, try to find some silence during Advent. Because the thing is, I think you're right with Advent just kind of being overwhelmed, even for Catholics. Because culturally, we're just, like, constantly butting up against mm-hmm. Christmas. Now, it's secularized Christmas. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, good Lord, I drove past the zoo. We haven't even passed Thanksgiving. And they've got, like, the Christmas lights up and all of these things. And, it, like, everywhere, it's Christmas, like, 24-7 and... I feel like there's been a lot of people disappointed about Christmas lights being up already. What's the... Um, I think that's a good thing. It's a good thing that people are, like, people are upset about it? Yeah, like, take your time. Like, you don't yeah. have to throw them all out right now. I, but I feel like people have started to decorate earlier because of, like, at least, at least the past couple of years because of COVID or, like, just needing that spark of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're saying... Like, push that joy down a little bit. Yeah. Kick it down the road. Pump the brakes a little bit. Actually, what if we call them Advent lights? Then is it okay? Yeah. Uh, don't. Only if it's like three purple and then a rose, and then three purple and then a rose. There's a million dollar idea. So like my first pastor <laughs> at St. Bartholomew. Cut, let's cut this. <laughs> Father Clem, there's like no Christmas music in Advent. People listen to Christmas music in Advent all the time. It's like we should be listening to Advent music. Advent music is my favorite kind of music. There's not a lot of it, but what there is is very good. What's your favorite Advent song? 
Probably. I mean, oh, come on, come Emmanuel. That song is so long. But I feel like what happens in Advent is people just play the tune of Oh, oh Come, Oh, Come, Emmanuel to all the other mm. hymns that exist. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think that's kind of fun. Um, <laughs> that's a weird definition of fun. What else? But I mean, you know, so we, we wear the purple vestments, right? Well, violet, purple, then yeah. violet. And violet is a penitential color, like, right? That's what the priest wears. In confession, that's what we wear during Lent, and so the idea, and there isn't like the official give something up for Lent or take on some penitential practice um, that we that you would do in Advent, but I don't know that that's. But there's no reason you can't. Right, that's not the worst idea in the world. Like deny yourself now to receive right. something better later. Like we do that all the time. There is a reality of like, like we're joking about like squash down your joy, but like if if we're doing whoa. I don't think that shows up on the podcast. I hope it does. Scott has an notification. Ten minutes. Yeah. Um, there is something like if we're doing it right, we should be able to find joy in in our penitential selves and in the preparation for Christmas, and like, and then find more joy there, right? Like this recognition. Am I wrong? I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm making this up. I'm like. I think if like. When I say joy, I'm not saying like we should just like you know be celebrating that. Right, we still have interior joy because yeah. like Jesus is Jesus yeah. and all of those things. But uh, don't it, you're basically trying to embrace a fantasy. Like he's not here yet. The Christmas has not arrived yet, and God became a human being because things had gone terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just important to remember. It, it's, yeah. it's important <laughs> to remember that. Like he brings love and he brings peace, but he also brings the sword. And like we just hear in these gospels, like and St. Paul, like I love you, but sometimes it's also like get it together, man. That's a lot of St. Paul. <laughs> That's like every letter. <laughs> I love St. Paul. Yeah. Um, so you, your advice is to, to seek silence. I think seeking turn off the world a little bit. Now you live in a castle. I do. I feel like it's easy to like. You can go up to your tower. You can close the door. Yeah, but you Rapunzel yourself minus the hair. Very obviously. Very obvious. Let me give you a a sneak peek into my life. Last night, and and give me like all all things aside. Like we're moving. Our our house is in chaos. Mm -hmm. Um, Our kids usually do pretty decent. Uh, Our our son comes into our bed. He's moving all over. I was like, all right, I'll just give you my spot. I'm going to go out to the couch. You sleep here. Great. Tomorrow we'll start over again. Next thing I know, there's a tap on my shoulder from the couch. Dada, I want to watch Bluey. No, son. It's 3 a.m. Please. This is rude. <laughs> please go Deny to Deny yourself, sleep. not your son. Gosh. Dada, I want chocolate milk. <laughs> Dada, <laughs> chocolate milk at 3 a.m. Chocolate milk, crackers, PB&J. And Bluey pleases his requests and demands. Uh, anyway, like, but he said please. I don't know. I just, I was. It was three a.m. I was. I don't. A little sleep. I was in the, an irrational. Those are things I, re, I, I was in an irrational angle. I want to. Th- <laughs> I want to think he said please. Uh, I find as as my life gets more chaotic, finding silence is more and more difficult. What advice do you have to seek that silence? I'd probably start with social media. Like, there are probably some things that you do every day with, like, your phone or your computer that are probably unnecessary. And, like, let's just start there. Like, I'm not going 
yeah. these sorts of places. So it's not like you need to seek solitude and, but like, what's the oh, for external? Like, like for family people in here, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like you, you hear the echoes, the terrazzo floor. There is no silence in nice this flex. building. There's no, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Somebody's got rich terrazzo Weird. floors. Weird flex, father. <laughs> <laughs> It's so hard to on concentrate those, with these. On all those impoverished seminaries with wood floors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> but these are a bunch of twenty-year-olds with hard terrazzo floors. You think it's ever quiet here? It's not. It's never quiet here. On Thursdays, they have what they call Thunder Thursday. After Compline, like nine thirty night, they just go and turn on loud music and scream. Do they play ACDC Thunder? They do. Yeah, it's actually very awesome. It is like a frat house around here. Mm-hmm. You've talked to us about this before. You said it before the podcast that it's a frat house, just no girls, no booze. Mm-hmm. But you are literally drinking out of a red Solo cup at, <laughs> let's see, 824 <laughs> in the morning right now. <laughs> and that water has been in that tumbler for God knows how long. So it's probably <laughs> fermented a little bit. So it's like good old mountain water. So the end of the podcast will be flip cup here at the <laughs> seminary. It's perfect. On Thunder Thursday. Yeah. All right. We ready for the, uh, what's the next thing we do? The and dumb little, questions? And a little, oh, wait, hang on and one a more. little mortification. Yeah. And if it's not like, I th- again, finding some silence, um, I think is important. And also, like you do in Lent, maybe, you know, kick one of your indulgences to the curb for a few weeks. You know, that's, that's okay. You say it apologetically, like, but yeah, we should, right? Like, I like that Starbucks, you know. And the sweet thing about Advent is it's, it's not 40 days. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Now, this Advent is the longest that Advent can be. Oh, why? Uh, because uh, Christmas is on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we get the full extra week. Mm-hmm. Which I love. Pastors, I don't think, are wild about it because that's, yeah. a, that's a collection that they don't get. Because <laughs> uh, you get the Sunday collection, but you know, if Christmas is on a Tuesday, boom, you, you get, get all those people and, again. Yeah. But Oh, yeah. Just do a second collection. We're going to do a second collection for Christmas being today. I probably would. And then I'd be like, for all you... And no, you know what? I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Let's not say it. Let's not say it. What do you want to say, though? If you... What would a lesser... Uh, a, per, a priest with lesser self-control say right now? Well, I have pretty low self-control, so... <laughs> the fact that I'm not saying it... <laughs> Speaks volumes, I think. Should we just uh, get? Should we just both start guessing? Um, uh, how about some dumb questions? Oh, I thought we were gonna guess. Uh, put a lottery ticket in. Just embezzle from the church like Father Andy does. You know, I don't know. I would take a lottery. Lottery ticket would be fun. I would take a lottery ticket. What if people just second collection? I'm gonna start keeping lottery tickets so that when there's a second collection, I'm just gonna drop a lottery ticket in. And make it a scratch. I could be giving those, those billions. Are yeah, yeah. I could be giving billions. Oh, scratch and make them. Because that would be fun. Those scratchers are fun. I oh, thought that's what we were that was, talking about. That missionary priest just loves sitting there just going. He just th- are you talking about throwing in power balls? Maybe. I don't know. But think about the scratcher. Let's live wild. You got to do a little work, right? Not a yeah. lot, but you got to do a little. And then it just is like solely revealed like, oh, I won. And there's this excitement. For Advent, or we've already we've got the scratched time. off ticket. Like we're already at Christmas. There's no excitement. I'm going to uh, do that and put it in the envelope. <laughs> That would be awesome. Scratch-offs in the envelopes. That would be awesome. Yep. <laughs> Got to find my envelopes, but... Could you imagine if you put the Powerball ticket in and it won? Oh, gosh. It asks you, like, how much you put in there and just put a question mark. Surprise. 
Yeah, but what if it won? You won like a five hundred million won, dollar. Do lotto. I get to claim that on my taxes as a donation? <laughs> that would be quite the donation. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be awesome if it won. Oh, uh, father, <laughs> father, could I? I accidentally. <laughs> I was gonna put a dollar in the collection plate, and I was I put a Powerball in as a but the Powerball fell out of my wallet. Out, turned out I won, and I just would like it back. I would be like, can the church <laughs> donate some to me? I would can be like, can you tithe? Me, can you tithe me that ticket? Can you tithe me that ticket back? Like, sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry, Father dude. needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> Gotta wax these trezo floors. What is it called? Trezo, 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 trezo. Do you wax them? Uh, like once a year. You grind and seal them. Okay. That's how you make terrazzo. How about some dumb questions? Well, I thought, what, what is terrazzo was dumb enough, but all, all right. right. You beat me to it by <laughs> two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Uh, Thanks for I, coming out. <laughs> I did have the donuts. I did have the real goal of having the seminarians here to ask dumb questions, but Father Andy pointed out that they're seminarians, so any question is they don't call those dumb questions. They just call them questions. But, <laughs> um, all right. I had I was trying to think of what questions I could ask. We've asked a lot of questions about the seminary, but here's the one I'm going to ask because I'm sitting here staring at him. But can you tell me who is Bishop Simon Brute? Oh, Bishop Simon Brute. I believe that's him. Yeah, I'm that, assuming that that's painting him. in front there's of us a, There's is a him. portrait behind us of Brute. It's beautiful. There's a lot of artwork in this room. There's a horse behind him, too. Before there was Indianapolis, there was Vincennes Diocese, and he was the first bishop of Vincennes Diocese, which became Indianapolis. And actually, his tomb is down in Vincennes. Right now, he's from France. He's got some pretty interesting backstory. Like, growing up in the the French Revolution, like, there were stories about him, him and so his parents. So we're talking, like, like, early 1800s? Yeah. He, Indiana? He, yeah. Uh, not, not early 1800s, okay. but... Uh, at one point, uh, John Adams, President John Adams, called Brute the most learned man in America. Oh, wow. Hmm. Wait, I think I, okay, now I'm, things are coming back. Didn't he have just a massive collection of books? Mm -hmm. Like brought, like brought like boats of books over? And apparently he had, he, he had no teeth. Oh. Uh, so you, ne you never see him smile. You, you just really put smiling. a turn on that. You know. You never see him Lots smiling. of books, a horse, apparently, no teeth. Look at the pony. <laughs> um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Archdiocese has a cause for canonization. They've opened the cause. They've opened the cause. I for... believe he is servant of God. Oh, okay. Which means what? They, they've opened a cause. Okay. Like, there's enough of his life that's... Like, we can look at him and be like, yeah, this was a holy person. Probably worth exploring okay. the, the possibility of sainthood. Who's in charge of that? Indy? Actually, I, th I want to say it might be Father Peter Marshall. Oh. Oh, God help us. He was. He might not be anymore. I don't know who specifically is, but I Should just we call heard, him? I just heard recently, I think they're trying to ramp it up again. But they have to, like, translate all of his works and all of his things. So, from French. Is that going to be a new job of yours? I don't speak French. So it that'll not be, be, problem. That'd be tough. Yes. Yeah. Big problem. Big roadblock for Brute. Do you guys ever talk about, I mean, you're already a roadblock for Brute, but agreed back to talking about the seminary. Mm. Uh, how often do you talk about, <laughs> that was good. Thank you. How often do you talk about Bishop Brute around here with the guys and like how, how, you know, he is the namesake of the seminary. And like, I would hope that being servant of God, like he's guiding 
a little bit, or I hope he's a servant of God. I think that that's right. I, mean, I, I feel like no, you're right. I, I think that they get most of their Brute stuff, like actually talking about here he is, here's the man during orientation week. So the new guys, this is who he is. And then Father Moriarty was telling me that they pray uh, in Thanksgiving for the vocations at night prayer. Uh, we have him? in uh, in the morning we have a. There's two different prayers. Um, one is yeah for like vocations and things like that. The other one is uh, for his sainthood. Oh, wonderful! Uh, in the evening, we pray it then. And you buried him underneath that statue out there. Yes, we we put him in there. That statue is awesome. All right, second dumb question: uh, How many how many guys live in this house? How many seminarians? Twenty three. And how many non seminarians? Three. Three. You. Father Yourself, Father Moriarty. And Father Dan Badel. And Father Dan Badel. Mm-hmm. I thought you said Dave Badel. He yeah. did. That was good. You did. I did not say can, you did. We can roll the tape back. Yeah, we can. <laughs> yes, roll it back. I didn't say Dave. All right, everyone, hit that 10-second back button and you'll hear it. Yeah. Anyways, Father Dan Badel's here. He's the director gotcha. of spiritual formation. Gotcha. Kind of a big deal. Better than assistant rector. Vice rector, yeah. Vice rector. I put the, assistant to the I assistant put the vice, vice in rector. rector. <laughs> <laughs> you take a lot of pride in being able to say that. Though. Absolutely. I think I say that twice a day. <laughs> Just to oh. random people on the street. So <laughs> I, I've already lost track of the number. You said 26? 23. 23 guys here. Who's your favorite? 23 plus 3 yes. 26. Who's your favorite seminarian here? I don't have one. They're all my favorite. That's not true at all. <laughs> Who's your favorite kid? Probably not the kid who woke me up at three in the morning for Bloopy. <laughs> yeah. Blue. Chocolate Bluey or whatever. <laughs> Bloopy. Uh, uh, who's your favorite seminarian? They're not your kids. They're your seminarians. They're my kids. Spiritually speaking. Do you actually I'm how like how many are Father from Joe's actually like the spiritual father? Yeah. I'm like the crazy they're uncle. They're your vice you're the kids. vice. Yeah. They're your vice kids. I'm the crazy uncle. You're the step <laughs> you're the step uncle. I'm the step uncle. You're the crazy uncle, I would imagine, in your own family. This is true. So then you also are here. Got it. Um, okay, so just, that's a role I they're all your favorite. Here. Great. Mm-hmm. How many? How many of the twenty-three? Are fr- how many archdiocese or diocese are represented here? Eight. Eight. How many from Arch Indy? Eleven. Eleven. Which one of them is your favorite? Or do you like them more than the ki- the guys from other dioceses? No. That's a, I've just got my paint a, roller that, out to put you in a corner. That's a hard no. What's the that's capacity a, of this place? 52. 52. We got some work to do. Let's go. When I first came here, my first year, there was 47. And, and look what you've done. Ever since I arrived, <laughs> we've raised a lot of money, but we've driven down seminarians. So win-win, I think. Is yeah. It, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Your dollar per seminarian has gone up. Uh Okay, so in that same vein, we, and I think this goes along with our conversation we had about like the secular world pushing Christmas on us early and forcing into, like, I would I would believe that one of the biggest battles we have in vocations in the church is the secular world and and how they view the church, how they view religion, and and they, what can what can we be doing on a daily basis to like first support you and your seminarians here. Other than me bringing donuts, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank me for my service. Thank that you. Was a, that and was a quality, quality move right there. Thank you. Um, pray for vocations. Support vocations. Thank you, Dunkin' Donuts. It's not Dunkin' Donuts. It's Long's Donuts. It is. Hopefully, someone from Long's is listening to Scott. this podcast and you'll get a sponsorship. Maybe. 
that in cash and cash cash only sponsorship unlimited donuts from long that seems like they wouldn't have to sponsor me long because i'd die um but how can we support vocations here but also how can we fill up those 52 spots i think you said it first and we don't just like breeze past like oh yeah it goes without saying to pray like no in the catholic world i think when we say it goes without saying probably means we should say it all the time so mm-hmm. prayer is actually a really important thing and i would even tell people like you could go to the archdiocesan website and you can see all the seminarians and actually pick a seminarian and be very deliberate about praying specifically for that person also and this is more towards the parents uh, who are going to be listening talk to your kids about vocations yeah, but what if you're a parent that has no idea about vocations? Ask them if they, what do they think about being a priest? <laughs> I mean, just actually talk to them about it. Have you ever thought about this? What do you think about this? Um, have you ever thought about religious life? I mean, we need to talk about vocations all the time and to tell our young people that this is actually an option so that when a kid actually does start to think, okay, man, I might want to think about that it's not weird or they don't have any place to go mm-hmm. so they need to talk to their your kids about vocations and i'm not saying all the time but yeah ask them what they think about it from time to time that's not a terrible thing you ask them about everything else how was school today when i would argue was at a different level like also ask their friends and ask like it does need to become more of a norm in conversation like yeah. the Somebody can go to college and be a doctor. They can be an electrician, or they can go discern the priesthood. And like all of those things should be just treated with the same casual nature. And ex- even like the the yeah, just knowing how to react when somebody says that they're interested in or they're thinking about that or doing. That. I think like, sometimes what happens when a guy says, "I'm thinking about being a priest. I'm going to go to seminary to think about it." People are like, "Oh my god!" And then they kind of. The enthusiasm is very amped up, and that's a good thing, but I don't know that we want to put that kind of pressure yeah. on a, on a yeah. young fella. I'm just going. I'm just checking it out. You know, and at worst, they come here. They make really good friends. They learn how to pray better. They grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. Pick up some vices. They pick up some vices, you know. So that, there, like, that's a win. There's uh, two seminarians named Aiden. Mm-hmm. One is here. One is at Minard. Interesting. <laughs> Scott's on the website right now. Yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite? One of the Aidens. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. I don't, I don't know that. You out there in podcast land, you, just, you figure out who. You don't, but so I you, don't have any, you don't have a favorite seminarian? I don't believe you one bit. Ooh, who's your least favorite seminarian? I'll bet you well, can answer me, that me, way faster. I would say this. <laughs> Look at him giggle. Um, <laughs> He's thinking about it right now. He's got it in his head. I'm not. I'm thinking about parents out there. Uh, if, you, if I were to say to you, who's your favorite kid, my guess is that it changes. Mm-hmm. So right now, this moment. Nope. <laughs> They're all my favorite. Yeah. Robert McKay is my favorite seminarian you have here. Mm-hmm. I like that kid a lot. Yeah, he's good, good people. Dude. He is good people. But when I do Brute Sundays, you know, I always ask for three things. You know, like pray, give us your money. Because, you know, I'm not an idiot. We want your money. And then talk to your kids about vocations. And I tell the parents, look at you don't want to stand before God on the day of your judgment. He's like, you know, I put a vocation to the priesthood in the heart of your son and you just like stood in the way of it. And I'm like, I'm not trying to scare you. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, I am. But talk to your <laughs> kids about the, talk to your kids about but it. But I hope you're all scared. Yeah. yeah. I, 
right. I know it. Well, my last thing. This no, is yeah, my, yeah, yeah. This it has is to always be common. It has to be. Oh common my gosh! Language. Extra special guest. Do we stand? The, I think we do stand. Please rise. The, oh. the rector just walked in, ladies and gentlemen. Father, do you want to you want to jump on the podcast real quick? And... Sure. Yeah. yeah. Get on in here. <laughs> See, now he might have. Will you some... introduce our guest? So, ladies and gentlemen, out there in podcast land, Father Joe Moriarty, who's the rector of the seminary. He came in. What year did you come here? 2016. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to greet you, Father Moriarty here. I'm an action. 2016. 2016. South side of Indianapolis accent that I'm hearing. Yeah, well, uh, yes, east side east of side. Indianapolis. Accent. East sider. Born and raised in Little Flower. <laughs> Graduate of Cecina High School. But dad's from County Kerry. And we have a ball here. We, we do. We laugh all the time. Who has more fun than us? I don't know that there's anybody out there. Probably not. Jeff, Jeff was trying to uh, figure out who was your favorite seminarian here. Who is our favorite seminarian? I said they're all my favorite. They, that's it, right? <laughs> that's right. And it's so beautiful. That's right. I always tell them it, it's hard to deny <laughs> favorites, okay? Mm -hmm. But it's important not to show favoritism because, um, you know, right? Parents are going to say, well, this one works harder or whatever, but that's going to balance out in the love because why? Because like being a good spiritual father, you love them all and you call them to a higher life. My favorite seminarian is the one that's hardest to love. That's my answer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you have that's it. That's right. That's very Jesus of me. Like Jesus, like he has a heart for the lost, right? You know. St. Ignatius says when there's two goods, and they're both equally good, you choose the one that's more difficult, and you spend your life loving there. Okay. I don't know a better way to end the podcast. That was pretty great. It was. All right. Thank you Thanks, for gentlemen. the donuts. Absolutely. You, Thank that guy. You're speaking the boys' language, That's the right. seminarians with the, with the donuts. We're grateful. It's all right, cause I'm a support. It's alright, cause I'm all set for It's alright, cause I'm all set for Sunday